Hello and welcome to another episode of Alcoholitics. I am your host Katrina Myricks. I'm joined by my co-host Terrain Myricks. Terrain, how you doing? I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> I'm alright. Sound enthusiastic. I mean, I'm not because of our first topic, but before we get to that, we could talk about something fun we did. But oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we went to Harrisburg. Who did we see? We saw Ryan Cabrera. Oh shit! O Town. Boom. And the one remaining member of LFO. Oh, use the word remaining because you didn't <laughs> want to use the word surviving, surviving. which was <laughs> yeah, yeah. That show was bananas. Don't remember where we saw the. I don't remember what the venue was called. Uh, the Hair H Mac H. The Harrisburg, Harrisburg Media Arts Center. Media or Arts like that. Center. Okay, all right. H Mac. We H-Mac. saw it at H Mac. Yeah. It was okay. So I went in thinking this was gonna like straight be a nightmare. Not a nightmare, but like just like weird and not fun. Well, to be clear, we got these tickets. A lot of the reason was because Aaron Carter was also supposed to be there. And he didn't end up being there. And he was apparently kicked off of the show by the venue, so... I, which is surprising to me. Yeah. The venue seemed like one that would be like, sure, Aaron, come do whatever yeah, you want. Whatever. Mostly because we were able to walk into the venue. <laughs> and not show our tickets to Not anybody. show tickets at it. Any fucking way whatsoever. Nobody searched bags. No one looked at anything. I could have brought whatever I wanted into the venue. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, but I could have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, But so, so the idea that they were like, we're drawing the line at Aaron Carter is weird. Now, let's keep in mind, Aaron Carter is having like a weird, straight up breakdown situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is why the show was going to be funny. Yeah. Which is part of the reason we bought the tickets, right? Uh, and and now that that now that we have we have gotten out of that, he doesn't he wasn't there. Do you you still had a good time? Right? Oh yeah, it was a lovely time. It was a lot of fun. Explain how you well, felt watching O Town do the like boy band dance moves, right? While still being O Town of the of twenty nineteen. So they're like forty, right? They have to be, right? Yeah. We're in what seemed very similar to a middle school auditorium. Mm-hmm. There were about 50 people there. I would say, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> Maybe less. And these four dudes are up on the stage. They're like 40, and they are dancing their hearts out, and it was great. Well, we say dancing their hearts out. One of them was like just straight having fun with oh, it. Oh, yeah, he was having a lot of fun. He was having a bunch of fun with it. Um, no, but that was a fun show. I'm glad we did that. And I I hope that we do fun, random shit like that in the future. Because that <laughs> shit was really fun. Yeah. Um, do you want to move into news that's not fun? Yeah. Not fun do for it. me, uh, at least. Um, Kamala Harris, uh, Democratic candidate, person I personally endorsed and the podcast endorsed even though the other host of the podcast has endorsed someone else um she uh dropped out of the race on the 3rd of december um essentially not wanting to as katrina has put it on numerous uh, occasions waste anyone's time i guess yeah she was running to win so when she saw she didn't have a good shot of winning. She stepped aside. Yeah. I will say this. That's that's one thing that, like, is another reason why I very much enjoyed her. Like, I, I think that she was a wonderful candidate. I think that she would have been a, a, a wonderful um, a, a candidate for the Democratic Party. But I also think that she was realistic. And, like, I'm looking to win this nomination. If I can't win this nomination, I'm not going to fucking pop in and annoy people until whatever. No, I think it was a it was a good call. It was just unexpected. Yeah. It was unexpected because she had made the debate stage for December, right? Like she would have been on the stage with the other people um in December. I believe six made it as well as her. Is that do you remember? Yep. It's them. Do you remember who? It's Biden, Warren, Bernie, Buttigieg, Steyer. Steyer fucking made it? 
Mm-hmm. And who else? Mm. I mean, we we might we don't know. We we don't know. I, I will. I know it's not Booker Yang. Right, right. Or, Yang uh, didn't make it yet. Or uh, Tulsi. So uh, Klo- Klobuchar was the other one. That's right. The Klobs. The Klobs. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you'll notice all of the POCs. Not making this. Not debate. not involved in in this number of debate. Can I ask you? Do you think that this is a an issue for the Democratic Party? The Democratic Party is the party of um, seemingly uh, the party that is of you know like the diversity party, the party that has a big tent allows all in. I mean, like, does you... it does it look bad for them to? I mean, if you look back. The front runners for the de- for the Republicans in 2016 were like Trump, but then they have like Ben Carson, Rubio, and Ted Cruz. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's great, but I don't know if there's really blame to be placed because the black vote is going to Biden at this point, uh. even when there was a black woman who was doing fairly well. Like it's. It's hard to to criticize it when the people of color's votes are not going to people of color candidates, right? That's I mean nobody's actually voted yet, but that's right. the way the polls are polls have been breaking down. That's so. true. The, the the poll breakdown has indicated that Biden has mm-hmm. a the congressional black caucus and everything else was well not the Biden. entire see again. That's yeah, a, yeah. that's a, yeah that's true. Mis- yeah. A lot of members of the Congressional Black Caucus and the leadership of the Congressional Black Caucus endorsed, <laughs> endorsed Joe, Joe Biden. Biden right, so. right. Um, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I do think that it is an issue. Like a specific, It's definitely an issue that, that we're about to have a debate in December. And so far, as to now, the only people that have qualified for that debate are, like, you know... White. What? Like, and, and we only have until the 12th, so four more days to right. get Yang or Gabbard qualified. There's no chance in hell of Booker making it. So. Well, Booker, uh, so Gabbard, Yang, and Booker all have reached one requirement, yeah. but not the other. Yeah, so but, but Booker has zero qualifying polls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yang and Tulsi, I believe, both have three qualifying polls. I I would need to see that specifically, but I think you're probably right. In so that they aspect. both just need one more poll. He needs four. Right, right, right. So right, he's right. not making it. Right. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about um, where we possibly think that support um, for Kamala Harris is going. Now, she obviously didn't have the juice to you know win the nomination. She had a um, a good first debate, which launched her to. Uh, notoriety, but it kind of just faded after that. But she still had a, you know, a decent amount of, um, a decent amount of national support um, yeah. from the Democratic Party. I mean, uh, it's uh, low uh, single digits. Right, but but a, an amount that, if all going to another candidate, would have an effect on that candidate. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's anyone that has the shot to have to get that? Um, I want to say like. M- Maybe not monolithic, like all Kamala Harris supporters are going to go to one candidate. But if that if that was a possibility, do you think that that candidate's there now? Or? Well, I I think the person that they might gravitate to would be Booker, but I don't see them. Why? I just besides the fact that Booker is also African American. I think their views lined up a lot. Um, Kamala was more like. Not as progressive as Warren or Sanders, but not as conservative as Biden or Klobuchar Mm -hmm. or Buttigieg. So I think he kind of fit in that same mold as her. Um, But I don't see them actually... I mean, uh, we watched him argue against the wealth tax for some fucking reason, which was a weird call. I don't (laughs) see them going to him, though, because I think at this point they're like, oh, our candidate is out. We're not going to go support another candidate who's about Result, to be who's out. Who's also going to be out? Yeah, one who hasn't one who hasn't qualified for a debate that our candidate who is out did. Yeah, so I mean, my hope is that they would go to Warren. Who's your candidate currently? Who's, yeah, basically, I mean, mm. 
Uh, Co- Corey's always in my heart. Right, but 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 he's not your. He's not. Gonna I know he's vote. not going if, anywhere. If, but what I'm saying is, if he is, let me ask you this: If he and Warren are both in the primary in Pennsylvania in May, hmm. all, who's your vote going to? Warren. There we go. So unless so unless he's actually gone up. Okay. Okay. Unless, unless he becomes unless he's competing now. Unless okay, he's yes. Competing. Yes. If he's like doing what he's doing now, he doesn't make any if more debates and just stays on the ballot. Then if no. he's John Kasiching it, you're like, no, we're good. Yeah. Not winning a state, like not not competing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I, I just wanted to. I wanted to. But but if like, he does surge, then I'm totally behind him. You're like I'm back at him yeah. and Rosario Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but I don't. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be all of them to one. No, I really think. Be, it, I, like I think. I think it's just gonna spread move. between a few of the tops. That's yeah, really. I do. I, here's what I will say. Um, and I know because there's not a good choice in my opinion. For what them. do you mean? For, for them. them? I'll, I will say this, and I, I will say this because I am a person who I talk to some liberals in a group chat. <laughs> I uh, am uh, I, I get to see some, um, some liberal, white male liberal progressive Twitter, right? Right, like white progressive Twitter, mm. and I really do think that a bunch of her support is going to go to Elizabeth Warren. I, that's and my hope. I will say that it's likely for. For a number of facts, one being um, numerous, uh, like hot, like high-profile groups of women of color have endorsed um, Elizabeth Warren. In fact, they endorsed Elizabeth Warren over Kamala Harris. You also have the fact that Warren never fired a shot at Harris, mm-hmm. though she had every reason to, including the one debate where Kamala kept asking her, "Join my pledge," where we pledge to ban Trump from Twitter or whatever. And Elizabeth's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, uh, she could have ba- like she could have made her look like a fool. She could have mm-hmm. made her look a fool of that, and she chose not to. Um, Elizabeth Warren has, like, every every opportunity to attack her. Um, Warren's, uh, Warren's supporters didn't do it. Um, Warren didn't do it. Whereas you look at the other side of, like, some people who, like, she's probably not, her supporters probably aren't going to Biden just because of the shots that... I hope not. Shots that Harris took at Biden, specifically. Um, I don't think they're going to Pete. I I, I would also say that, um, and this isn't his fault, I don't think they're going to Sanders because you have Sanders supporters who... I mean, if you're on progressive white Twitter, you see Sanders supporters who have up till now called, d- pulled the uh, Kamala is a cop meme nonsense. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, you can come home to Bernie. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I really do think you're going to see a lot of Kamala supporters, and I'm one of them, I think. That are gonna move to Warren now. I so will, I, I'm saying, if uh, right now my vote is for Castro, <laughs> my my vote is probably for Castro. However, I do very much love and adore Elizabeth Warren. So when Castro drops out, you'll be fully on the Warren trail. It depends on what's happened up to the point. I can't tell the future. Um, but it's likely that I will be moving to Warren after Castro. Um, it depends. Uh, is Joaquin running? No. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know specifically. However, it, it is very likely that after Castro drops out, um, unless, who knows, maybe he takes Iowa, even though he keeps criticizing Iowa for getting to go first. Um... He won't. Um, it is very likely that I will move to Elizabeth um, in this. But, I don't know. I just, I don't know if you, you don't have Twitter. So you don't, you didn't see, like, the the sudden shift <laughs> that I saw from, like, Sanders supporters. Mm. Who were just like, you can, I mean, we're here for you if you want to talk about Bernie Sanders. We could talk about Bernie Sanders. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I oh oh you all are like gross. Yeah, Bernie's time. 
Bernie supporters suck. It's it's the support like legit. It's not even him. <laughs> like yeah. it's not him. It's the supporters. They're like the worst. Yeah. Uh, they're like a very huge hindrance for him. I agree. I would say. I think they in are. the same way that like sometimes a lot of times Yang supporters can be a hindrance for Yang. Bernie supporters are a huge hindrance for him. It's it's you. It's not him or we're all going into a dystopian hellscape. Hmm. And that's the way that it's treated. And I yeah, get it. it they is. want him to be the president. But no, you don't you don't treat other people who aren't terrible. Like I've seen a lot of like Bernie supporters just kind of trash Warren for like very small differences that they have between each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not that di-. And you never hear, like, um, them talk about his gun record. You never hear them talk... Like, you never hear them talk about things that, like, he can, like, there's, you know, uh, he's taken, he's tacked to the right on certain issues. No. Never hear well, even Never, ever, ever. Even if they were, they would be okay with... They're, Bernie's... Uh, Core. By the way, really... we're gonna turn this. Uh, we're gonna turn this Kamala news into just bashing Bernie. I guess they're just what's <laughs> what's the word uh, for like crazy religious people? Like fervent. Yeah, they're, I don't even know if that's it. It's like a cult. <laughs> they're like brainwashed. He's Which, there, well, hang on, let's, but let's... not by him. Even like, right. I really don't think he's that bad, or he's to blame. It's just they they say... wanted somebody to believe it, and they don't. And they have yeah. some, yeah. and they and they see him as someone to believe. It. I think that that's. I think that I, I I like. I know the terminology might seem like might sound like shitty for him, but uh, count like on the on the other side of that, he has made people want him so badly as the president that they're willing to forsake anything else. I know that like it sounds cultish and crazy and horrible sometimes. However. It shows that he is a captivating individual, yeah. which is great for for what we want as a Democratic nominee. However, just <laughs> their supporters don't see how shitting on everybody else for like slight differences turns people off entirely. Mm-hmm. So, like, some people who might be even willing to listen are like, "No, I'm I'm not going to," because you're just shitting on everything that I think about and care about rather than actually having a conversation and a dialogue to like go like I, I see that you're thinking about this and, and I will say there was someone on Twitter that uh, like a, a friend of mine on Twitter that like was interested seeming seemed interested uh, as to like why I am uh, uh, looking at possibly either Castro or Warren over Bernie um but also didn't see that he also spent his time like retweeting shit that like Tulsi Gabbard says, oh <laughs> and I'm just like I, 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 I didn't you know I'm like come on the pod we can talk about it but like you can't do both you can't shit on all of like you can't shit on someone I believe in and I'm inspired by and then expect me to be like let me give your person the time of day you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's difficult for me to want to, like, I, I like Bernie. I like the ideas that Bernie Sanders has. Um, I just think that there are other people that can represent them better as the president. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't want to be a part of that. Like, I wouldn't want to be known as a Bernie supporter. Oof. The way that they, because of the supporters and how they act. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. A, a Bernie bro. It's not a it's not a good term. Like uh, No, it's not. I agree. I agree. So what do you think is next for Kamala? I think if she's not on the short list for um a bunch of VP slots or a bunch of AG slots, then fuck these Democratic nominees. Who do you think would not pick her? Not pick her? As their Tulsa VP. Guy. <laughs> That's, that could win. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Buttigieg obviously has a reason to pick her. Do you think she would go with him? I think that 
she wants to be the president, so yes. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, I don't think that she's above, you know, yeah. pot, like, this is a, being the vice president of the United States is, like, next in line to be the president. Right. Um, I think that she would 100% take up that opportunity. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that everyone has a reason to pick her that's at the top. We're looking at the top four, right? We're looking yeah. at Sanders, we're looking at Warren, we're looking at Buttigieg. Um, because those are who we decided are gonna be the people for some fucking reason. Um, so... Well, we also decided Kamala was gonna, but then she left. Well, no, she wasn't one of those top four. She was she, top five. She dropped, she dropped. I, I would say, I would, I would, I would honestly, if you look at polling, I think that you could argue that Klobuchar might have a better shot at the nomination wow. than she did. Wow. Yeah, I, I just, if you look at polling, I think, I think that... We forget about Klobuchar every single week. I didn't. We, I, every time we like need to like name the candidates or something, we all she's always the last one. I don't think that's true. I, we need to go back and listen. I think that I I ever I think I remember Klobuchar more than I. <laughs> I but but I, w- I would say she's she's likely on the short list of all of those candidates. Um, most specifically, Buttigieg. Um, just because what his think, state is with, with African-American voters right now. Do you think Biden would pick her? Biden has said he would. Mm-hmm. Biden has said um, he would. Um, Was this con- before or uh, after he, she called him a racist? Biden has said after she left the race, he would consider picking her as vice president. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like that's, a, that's you know, as, as it's getting closer and closer, I just, it just It's more seems, of a political move. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying it just seems more and more likely that it's just going to be Biden. So I'm, I'm part of me feels like maybe our best hope is a really nice VP candidate. I, I said this. I will say this again. Biden, Sanders, both of you. Honestly, maybe Warren, but not as much Warren as Biden and Sanders. Agree to be the president for one term. Agree <laughs> to step down after one term. I'd be super cool with that. I'd be real cool with that. <laughs> because you get to govern all four years. You don't have to, like, worry about running for re-election. And you're both, like, old men. <laughs> so you get to retire and we're cool with you. <laughs> and you get to have one term on your terms. My terms specifically. But your terms, <laughs> you don't have to, like, lose a re-elect to only be the president for four years or what have you. Yeah. You know? Be cool. Leave. Yeah. Um, uh, who do you... Do you think that um, any of those four would, would choose him? Sorry, choose her? Yeah. Yeah. Besides... Like, who do you think would... Who, who do you think would be the most likely to choose her? Biden. Biden? Yeah. To try to solidify? Yeah, he... I mean, he went into the race with the idea that he was going to get a black woman to be his vice president. Abram! So, yeah. And I don't think she's going to go along with it, so then he'll go to oh, Kamala. So still, oh, so Kamala will go along with it, but Abram's yes. won? I, it, I think that... Pretend- it seems like Abram's really is happy in her current mission, um, and behind that, and while I do like Kamala a lot, I think she is definitely a political animal, and... Would, like you said, be anybody's VP. <laughs> I see. I don't know if she'd be again. I don't think she'd be Tulsi's. Well, VP. Tulsi's not going to pick her, so it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. What I'm saying, <laughs> if Tulsi somehow, if if the Democratic Party lost their mind and nominated Tulsi Gabbard, and and Tulsi was like Kamala, let's do this, she'd go. No thanks. <laughs> I'm okay. You can nominate Steve Bannon as your vice president. <laughs> You fucking weirdo. Um, you want to move on? Yeah. Let's move on to our next uh, topic. It'll be a shorter one. Um, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley was the governor of South Carolina. She took a job in the Trump White House as what UN was she? Ambassador. UN ambassador, right? Yep. Yeah. She was the UN ambassador. And now that she's done being the UN ambassador, she is just giving cool quotes to... Yeah, didn't she write a book? Uh, she did. I don't give... She did. No, everybody writes a book. Well, yeah. Everybody writes a book. Uh, not me. 
I can't read. Um, no. Uh, she she gives uh, cool quotes to cool people. Um, and she she tries has, to be she she tries to be hard on Trump, but somehow like not too as hard. soft as possible yeah, yeah. while being hard. Yeah. Um, but she has now taken a stance in the debate over the Confederate flag. Um. She uh, and I will say that I'm looking from a, I'm looking currently at a New York Times article um, from Amy Ortiz. I'm just gonna read the. She said that the uh, Confederate flag originally symbolized so no, service, sacrifice, and heritage. Um, sorry, when I say originally, I mean like before the thing she mentioned next. Which was um, when Dylan Roof shot up a fucking church, a black church. She said that he hijacked the flag um, for his own heinous, racist ideals. Which mm-hmm. the the flag never stood for before. No, definitely not. Uh, that's, a, that's akin to saying um, <laughs> the Ku Klux Klan hijacked the... Cross? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Our, the the robes, like, oh, yeah. they were... They were dope before. Before they uh, assaulted well, a bunch of black people, that was fine, but... but they be, just stood for heritage. Well, the KKK's it, about southern heritage and white pride. Katrina, the KKK would donate shit to schools. Yeah. And the schools would be like, um, this is the auditorium paid for by the Ku Klux yeah. Klan. Like, they would do that shit yeah. and everyone would be fucking fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask, uh, what do you think the reason for Nikki Haley's just straight up idiocy on this subject is? I have it's, my idea. I would like to hear what yours is. She tries to play a game. It's like she wants to make sure the conservatives are appeased, mm-hmm. but she wants to seem um, appealing to a broad audience. Mm-hmm. Like, most diehard conservatives are just going to say the flag is great, but yeah. she is going um... <laughs> to... No, don't worry about it. That's just one of our cats. Attacking a box. Throwing, using their head to move a box throughout... The other room. Yeah. But she's she's trying to, like, soften her stance so mm-hmm. so that I don't think any liberals are falling for it. But no. on, on, like, a independence or those types of people who don't seem to have any ideals of their own might be okay with it. Like the Obama to Trump voter. That is yes. okay with... Like, they're, like, able to they turn might, a blind eye to racism. Yeah, they might go... As long as, like... Well, no, no, they'll be like, oh, so she's, you know, <laughs> now she sees that the flag isn't good. Oh. Even though it was original. Like, right, right, yeah. right, right. It, it, I, don't, I don't know who this works on, but I think she's trying to get it to work on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know anyone who it would, though. I will say this. I think that this is an effort of Nikki Haley to appeal to the Trump base um, and also appeal to, like, Republicans who, who can't go that far, uh, at least, like, don't want to say it publicly. So, she's able to say, like, I, I agree that I, I thought that this was a, just a wholesome, normal symbol, the Confederate flag. I thought it was great. Hung it in my yard all the time. Thought it was awesome. Didn't think it was off-putting to any particular group of people. Because we wouldn't be that way. However, some monster found a weird rationale for the flag. <laughs> like, they said it was, I don't know, promoting the enslavement of people and, like, the murder of others in order to enslave those people. Which, I don't know where they could have possibly got that from. <laughs> like, she she's trying to do, like, to, trying to, like, toe those lines. So she can keep, um, like, a piece of each part of the Republican Party. The part that is just 
straight up super racist and like lost their soul and like don't give a shit. But also the part that's like, I want to be socially conscious, but like, I agree with all of these things <laughs> because she 100% wants to run for president. Yes. She's, like, she's definitely going to run for president yeah, in four years. In 2022, or sorry, mm-hmm. 2024, she 100% is going to be one of the people running for president of the, uh, in the Republican Party. And she's hoping, because we're in, a, we're in a position where norms don't matter anymore. Yeah. Right? So she's hoping that the most popular figure in the Republican Party, which is the current president and uber-racist... And, like, guy that sucks a whole lot, um, excuse me, Donald Trump will back her. And she's hoping that because she was able to leave that, um, this administration and without, like, a big dust-up with Donald Trump the way that many others did, Mm -hmm. she's hoping that she can leave this and get his support earlier than normal, right? Like, Barack Obama hasn't come out for Joe Biden. Barack Obama isn't going to come out for anyone in this primary until, like, super late in the primary, probably until we pick a nominee. Though we saw the reports that said (laughs) he will will oppose Bernie Sanders if Bernie gets close to the nominee, which I don't think that's necessarily true. No. Depending on, you know, if there's another person who... Like, if... It depends. But, I... I think that she is hoping that she gets the support of the of Trump and his base very early so she can look really good going into going into those uh going into those uh, those primaries. What do you think? Yeah, I I I don't know that she necessarily wants Trump support. Really? But she definitely doesn't want to turn off his base. Right. That's that's more so my thought. Um yeah, this is just all about her wanting to run for president. Yeah. And she's trying to get it. She doesn't want to be like a Sarah Huckabee Sanders syncophant type candidate or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like she's not going to be groveling at Trump's feet. But she definitely wants to catch on to his appeal with some people while trying to bring in more of a middle ground is my thought. Can I say that she wants to bring back kind of like a Mitt Romney candidacy type well, thing? Not a Mitt Romney. Like, what? Really? A Mitt? She's he's, like a. He was not uber conservative. No. So that, I think that's what she's going for. I mean, the kind of Republican that people can like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if the comments she made are. <laughs> Certain are, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, do you think that? I mean, I, do, I definitely think that she has a good likelihood of um, emerging as a possible uh, a possible uh, candidate um, winning the Republican primary in twenty twenty four. Do you know of any like others that would give her give her a, a hard time guff give her like uh, some competition? In 2024? I mean, I would assume if Trump is re-elected, Pence will be running. Pence, yeah. Pence. Well... Either way, I guess. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because that leads us to a funny thing. (laughs) Do you think that there is... Now, now keep in mind, we're having... uh, there's, There's an impeachment process going on, and seemingly sometimes during the process, the president seems willing to, like throw Mike Pence under the bus. Yeah. Do, I don't think he likes Mike Pence. I don't think he likes... To be fair, I don't think anyone likes Mike Pence. Right. Uh, do you think there is any, any possibility whatsoever that the Trump camp is looking at a possible replacement of Trump on the ticket... Sorry, of... of no, no, sorry, my apologies. Of Pence on the ticket with Nikki Haley. I don't think the Trump camp is looking into that. <laughs> Do you think the Trump, Trump might be trying the Trump, to get Trump Trump has been looking into it? Yeah, I think it'll depend on who ends up being the candidate and that sort of thing for the Dems. Well, they're not going to do it that late. At that point, you can't do it. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. No, I, I, th- I think I think that it's likely that 
<laughs> and and I, I I like it because it's just a fun possible possibility. I I one hundred percent can't count it out, but I will say that it is likely that Pence will stay on the ticket. However, the uh, that the the willingness that Trump goes to like when he's caught with stuff, throw Pence at it, mm-hmm. is pretty uh, significant. Like, it is baffling. And and to me, sometimes it seems like he's going to just kind of throw Pence at, like, at a grenade and just let it go off. I think that's part of the reason why um, Jennifer Williams, a staffer for Pence, uh, <laughs> participated in the... Um, impeachment hearings, just like a kind of, well, we're we're cooperating. <laughs> like we we might not completely be, but some of us are. We think that Pence is a good guy. <laughs> um, I don't. So so you think you think that it's possible? Like, I I I do think that it's definitely possible that that uh, sorry probable that Nikki Haley runs. Yeah, I think that she would likely. You know, check more boxes than Pence. Yeah. And my thing is... I think she would absolutely be more popular than him. Do you think, and I know that this is a problem that both parties have, but I'm wondering if one party can get over it before the other one does, and I'm just wondering if it's the other party. Do you think that Nikki Haley's going to have to deal with a bunch of the stuff that maybe some of the women in the Democratic Party dealt with, you know, likability, electability. Um, like, this is stuff that women have been dealing with yeah. throughout history of campaigning and running for things. I think that's why she has the advantage. She's younger. She's yes. attractive. She's she's likable, I think, personality-wise. She comes off well. Um, yeah. So I think, I think she's kind of like, without the dumbness... They loved Sarah Palin as their vice president, so <laughs> I, I don't. But but was it part of Sarah Palin's? Uh, part of Sarah Palin's appeal was how dumb she was, right? Like part of Sarah Palin's like like shtick was just saying random dumb stuff that made no sense that they loved. I don't think that's what they loved. I think really, they, I don't think they thought it made no sense or anything like that. Right, you're that's fair. To them, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm sure she would certainly have some difficulty, but I kind of think it's easier. It's easier for good. Say it. It's easier for women in the Republican Party to, as to, long as they're, to succeed than men in, than, sorry, than uh, women in the Democratic Party. As long as they're attractive. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because right. I think it would be very difficult for an older, less attractive woman in the Republican Party. Much more difficult than... In the Democratic Party. That's very interesting. Yeah. I think there's a lot of... There's a lot of value. So the Republican Party... Conservatives. This is is your words. The the conservatives, the Republican Party, I'm just using your words, are more progressive when it comes to women candidates than the Democratic Party. No, that's not really what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what you've said. No. Those are your words. (laughs) What do you... Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I yeah, do. okay, I do. I, I and I, and to an, to an extent, I agree actually. Yeah. Um, because I I think that the Democratic Party, at least, at least right now, I think right now in this specific election, a lot of people, when you when it comes down to it, and, and polling, I think can back me up on this. Um, a lot of people, when pressed, are like, I I just want someone who can beat Trump. I want someone who will beat Trump. And they look historically at what that's been, and for them, what that's been is a white dude. And a white dude who is well-known. And the person that fits that bill is the former vice president to the United States, uh, Joe Biden. And I think that's a lot of what a lot of voters are looking at. Um, whereas, I don't think Republicans, sometimes they don't have that, like, they don't have that, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) They were okay with throwing Donald Trump in against Hillary Clinton, who seemed like a lock, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they were just like, we just want 
We don't care. Put the craziest person in there. Like, they don't have that, like, valve that Democrats sometimes have. Where Dems are like, we just, we, we need to win. We know we have to win. So let's get us who we think could be the best at winning. Give me John Kerry. Give me, <laughs> like, in 2008, they're like, Barack Obama. We, 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 they, they were able to find someone who was super captivating enough to get them out of that comfort zone. Um, because they, we, they, we, Democrats were given two super awesome options, in my opinion, of... Uh, presidential candidates that weren't just white dudes mm-hmm. in 2008. Um, 2012, they didn't have to worry about it. And then 2016, they picked one of the awesome options from 2008, who apparently wasn't as awesome in 2016, and then they lost. So now they're reverting back to, we need to win. It's interesting to me. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm looking at it in a, in a different way. What do you... Do you, do you what are your thoughts on that? Don't really have any right now. Now, what do you think the reason that Joe Biden is the talk of the town, the toast of the Democratic Party right I've now? I've said it before, and it's basically what you said. They think he can win, and the polls say that he can win because people know his name, so they think he can win, so they say that he's going to win, so it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. That's all. Name recognition. Mm-hmm. Um and like yeah name recognition and electability well, I mean we're gonna see what it actually I, when it if it actually comes down to him being the final one when he's alone on the stage versus Donald Trump people are gonna be cringing I think I really think really? I, I will be <laughs> you think that he is gonna sound crazier than the other no guy? I just don't think he's gonna they're going to be comparable, in my opinion. <laughs> They're going to be comparable? Yeah. So, so like, Trump's going to say something that's just super cringy, and you're like, oh, what an idiot. Oh, no. Oh, no, Biden's talking. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just the the flubbing and everything else is not going to look good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I understand that. Uh, before we get back, because we're going to go back to Biden in a second, we're going to talk about um, this NATO hot mic incident... Hot Mike, Justin Trudeau, talking shit on the president, uh, a bunch of world leaders laughing, mm-hmm. um, some of the quotes, uh, uh, some of the quotes being um, that he he was late because he takes a 40 minute presser off the top, um, I watched his team's jaw drop to the floor, yeah. what do you think... About like and then and then Trump canceled his. What did he do? He, like, I don't know. He like backed out of something and called Trudeau, called Trudeau two faced at a press conference. I, right? I remember. Yeah, he called Justin Trudeau two faced, and then but I don't know if it was. A, I don't nice know if guy. it was. A, I don't know if it was a hot mic. That's true. He did also say that he's also nice. I don't know if it was a hot mic or if he said it so that people would hear. But he said, um, "I called him two faced." Did you hear that? That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like one of those like. The, the the kid was mean to me, so I was mean to him. You guys like how I was mean to him, right? That was pretty cool. Um, what do you think um, of of that in in the in the scheme of us as a national? Sorry, as a world actor, we're not a leader with Donald Trump as our president on the world stage. Yeah, not at all. Not in any way whatsoever. They do not respect him. They do not really care what he says. They just let him do whatever crazy thing he's going to do and try to get whatever they need out of us is my thought. Yeah. What do you think? I think that that's fair. I do think that we have lost standing on the world stage. Oh, absolutely. And I think think it's fair to say that... And it's not just his antics. It's the actions he's actually taken to isolate his allies and to work with the enemy and... Uh, just a bunch of other crazy shit. Yeah. I, tariffs I, against Canada and like, yeah, like. Uh. He threatened tariffs against uh, France. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, uh, by, the, by the way, it's it's when he put, when he slaps tariffs on stuff, we're the ones who actually pay for it, not uh-huh. the other country. But what have you. Um, yeah, I think, I think that we're definitely in a worse um 
global position with this president. Yes. And I, it is it is a it is a testament that we still have like to the to the power of the United States that we still have people that sort of listen to us because we have no reason for anyone to give a shit what we say anymore. Who's listening to us? <laughs> Smaller nations. <laughs> uh, like you know, but I, I I just I think that I think that with with Donald Trump as the president, we are in a position where our allies on almost every front cannot trust us. No. They, they can't. can't. They can't. And, and it's in their best interest fucking not to. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Um, like, that's that's pretty terrible. That they should not trust us. Because you can get anybody to talk to the president, and usually the last person in the room wins. Yep. Where we could turn on you on a dime, ask the Kurds. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, when uh, this issue happened, uh, Joe Biden, a candidate whom we're not super fond of, however, has an effective team behind him, because this wasn't him, released an ad that was devastating to the president. Yeah. I think that this ad was... What I see as the best political ad I have seen this election cycle so far. Yeah. And I can't imagine seeing a better one. The like the 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 problem that <laughs> the only problem that anybody had with the ad was at the end, uh, Joe Biden was talking about how great he was. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> and then posted a photo of him walking with with Justin Trudeau. That ad, this these I'm gonna let you talk, but those are the kinds of ads that the Democrats need, right? Like, that that ad, to, to me, was devastating to the Trump brand of, I am a serious person, I can be taken seriously, and I um, can, uh, will, am the best dealmaker, uh, and I can do this across the globe. He was savaged in that ad. Well, and I think we should be clear about what is in the ad. Um I mean, you should go watch it if you haven't seen it, but yeah, the ad sure. is, it starts with the hot mic yeah. with Trudeau. Boris McCollin, Johnson was laughing. And Boris Johnson laughing at Donald Trump. Bojo. If Bojo's laughing at you, things aren't going. And well then it you. goes to Trump's speech at the UN, where he said that his administration has accomplished more than any other administration ever in so history. Laughs. And the UN assembly laughs at him. Played to laugh. Yes. And then, yeah, it's basically talking about how Trump is a joke and has made the country a joke, but Biden gets along with everybody, basically. That's how it ends. Why, well, right. right. <laughs> I see you're getting less enthusiastic, <laughs> Biden. <laughs> you're like, oh, the, the beginning message was fire. Yeah. And then Joe Biden shows up. And, um, no, I, I really do think that that was... Uh, Bar none, the best political ad that I have seen. This. And it's nice to see. I mean, if you think you are the front runner, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. You shouldn't be attacking the other candidates. You should be attacking him. So right. I thought that Except was... if you are in the debate and you attack Joe, uh, sorry, you attack uh, Donald Trump throughout the debate, then some debate viewers won't like that. Katrina. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm talking about political ads. <laughs> but. I, I, I just, I really need, I need Democrats, you have so much money. Tom yeah. Steyer, you are, you are literally financing your way to the fucking debate stage. Um, Michael Bloomberg's likely gonna do the same. Um, well, if they... If they have a January, when's, is the J- January hood have to be before the caucus. Yeah, well, it's usually the middle of the month, but if he's not going to be accepting donations, he won't make it unless they change the rules so he can apply. Maybe. Well, so <laughs> not. Um, but those are the kinds of ads that are needed. Uh, that that ad itself was fantastic. I was blown away. Yeah. I was blown away by just how well that was done. Showing Donald Trump as what he was, a just straight up child yes. on on an adult stage that he didn't belong on. 
and a bunch of adults laughing at a child mm-hmm. who shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. That was that was captivating to me, and it made me it made me go, oh, all right, the Biden campaign's not fucking around. Are they going to get my primary vote? No, but they're not fucking around, and that made me feel a little bit more comfortable, um, a little bit more um, confident. Uh, that if he does get the nomination, hopefully we'll see more things like this. I mm-hmm. uh, whether or not I like what he talks as a hu- like as himself uh, when things are scripted, and that's usually what people are seeing. Um, if he could, if his team can put together more shit like that, that'd be fucking great. That's what I'm going. Yeah. Did that make you feel anything like go like as confidence wise going into uh, potential? Uh, excuse me, going into potentially him being the nominee. Did that make you feel like at least the team can function? Yeah, or I just thought. Like, I thought that was a really good move. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I have that much confidence in him. Yeah. And I don't think that changed because. Like, I'm just, I'm so, so worried about the, the debates. That's what I'm so the, worried about. At so. the end of the day, he's still him. He's still a guy who can go to a town hall, get real pissed, and challenge someone to a push-up contest. Which is a thing he did. Mm-hmm. Which is a literal thing this 70-plus-year-old man did. Yeah. Like, yeah. he challenged that person's intelligence and challenged him to a push-up contest. Much like another person that I know that I think would do something like that, whose name rhymes with Lalal Bump. <laughs> like that. Yeah. When you're dealing with those two. <sighs> unscripted versus scripted. Yeah. That's uh, the unscripted is what I'm worried about. Yeah. So. Because the scripted isn't run by him. No. <laughs> the scripted is his team. The scripted is his team. Uh, let's move on to our final topic. Impeachment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, the House Judiciary Committee had, uh, a hearing, uh, with some constitutional scholars. Um, we had the, uh, some law professors, Noah Feldman from Harvard, Pamela Carlin from Stanford, Michael Gerhardt from the, uh, UNC, and, um, the Republicans invited Jonathan Turley from G-dubs, and three of the four of them said, yeah, this president needs to be fucking impeached, one of them saying, if this is an impeachable behavior, then I don't know what is, um... Just all, all but one were saying it is very clear what is happening. Um, it's very clear that this president has invited other nations to interfere in our election when a president should be saying, stay out of our domestic politics. Um, Jonathan Turley, uh, who was the Republicans' witness, said Democrats are rushing into this. Um, they, he also uh, said that the Republicans should impeach Bill Clinton like fucking ASAP uh, during <laughs> Bill's uh, impeachment process. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. What do you think about the strategy of like the House Judiciary's hearings being just not interviewing witnesses about it, just constitutional scholars. Right. Well, they didn't about? have fact witnesses because they're not, that wasn't, that was the intelligence committee's job. Right. Right? Like, the intelligence committee was like, we have the people who say, here's what the fuck's happening, and we're giving, like, legitimate evidence as to why this is all real fucked. And the House Judiciary Committee is just giving a, um, quote, legal, unquote, basis as to why this should happen. They're the ones who have to say, um... He, this this is what uh, how do this this is what qualifies as like quote high high crimes and misdemeanors like we have we have here's what um, the president has done um, we've already get, the intelligence committee gave us that here's how it fits in, fits into the box of impeachment and I think for 
you know, what their job was, it was it was fine. They they didn't have a flashy job the way that Adam Schiff had, right? Mm-hmm. Like, their job wasn't to bring in, like, people who would say, yeah, Donald Trump ordered this, or uh, I heard Donald Trump say, this is what we need to do, and or Gordon Sondland, someone who was just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> like, they didn't have, they just had to have the people to say, yeah, this was fucked up, and this fits into the impeachment box because of this. So their their scope was different than the than the uh, uh, intelligence committee. I think they did the job that they needed to do. What about you? Yeah, no, I I liked what they did. I thought that was a good move. Just because who else is gonna like who else is there to to justify this besides a constitutional scholar? Like you know, right? I and they just they got three of them. Yeah. They didn't just get one. <laughs> yeah, from prestigious universities. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's not going to do anything to change anybody's mind. No, but... no. That's, and that's part of the reason why the Republicans, uh, sorry, the, uh, um, the White House didn't feel like participating in this. Like, the president's personal lawyers were like, no, we're good. Because this was just, this had not, they, 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 they were, it wasn't like rebutting fact witnesses or anything like that. This was just a bunch of people saying... Here's why the the framers said that we have this right to um, to treat this in this manner, and the White House is like, we're not, we're, we're good, <laughs> we're all set. Um, I do think so. So um, I did see we did see a report. Don't remember who it was from. Sorry, sourcing. Um, but that. We're likely going to see articles of impeachment drawn up um, for next week, the week of the 8th. Hmm. Uh, what do you think we're going to be looking at as we move the impeachment process from the House, democratically led, to the Senate, Republican led? I have no idea. I don't know what. I don't know what it's supposed to look like, so I don't know what it will look like. <laughs> like, do they have more hearings? Are they just gonna vote? I don't. I, I don't. The Senate's gonna have. Well, I think the Senate will have hearings. However, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell's a real cool guy and uh, could, I would say, probably shelve this whole thing. He's. I believe he said he's not going to. But yeah, he said he's not going to. But he also is a sure. Yeah, I just. Show. I just don't know what this is supposed to look like. So I don't have any idea of what are the possibilities. Yeah. What about you? I think that we're gonna see. Uh, I think we're gonna see a hear, like hearings from um, the Republican point of view, but the problem is they don't seem to like have any sort of like witnesses that say Trump didn't do this at all. All of their stuff seems to be, is this impeachable? <laughs> like. Are we sure we want to impeach based on this? We don't really have any, like, they don't have any, like, thing saying all the things that the Democrats told you that, that Trump did. We have a person right here who can say he, for a matter of fact, did do that. Mm-hmm. All of their stuff seems to be, so what? Yeah. <laughs> and And to me, that seems less like a defense and more like an excuse. Right. And I think that that's what it's going to look like to a majority of people that pay attention to it. The problem is a lot of people don't want to pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. So who cares? Well, if it gets us... I care, but like... If it gets us stuff that runs on the news and can be used in political ads and stuff like that, I think that's the most we can hope for. Yeah. I see I think that's what this is, right? Yeah. Like this has to be a situation where we are just running ads upon ads upon ads on this. Because if not, what are we doing this for? We know we're not going to we're not convincing a lot of these senators, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way that uh, Lindsey Graham's going to find his fucking conscience. Mm-hmm. Like none. Susan Collins is in a... She might get pride. I don't know what her situation situation is in, in Maine. I know that she's facing a 
she's going to face a tough Democratic opponent, but she might get primaried. So she might have to, like, she might, her hand might be forced to uh, vote to acquit the president. I just think that everyone who is going to acquit the president, I think that they need to make that public. I, and yeah. I think that's what the Democratic Party is hoping for. Yeah. These motherfuckers say, oh, I think he's great. I don't think he did anything wrong. And don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Especially s- certain senators. Susan Collins, Cory Gardner. I think you're seeing some people who are in tough fights that they're like, fucking, let's go. Say it. Say that you're with this president who has uh, called on foreign adversaries to uh, tip the election in his favor. Yeah, and that's important. Yeah, that's super important. Yeah, maybe it maybe it isn't. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> maybe nothing happen. Um, I sure hope that that's not the case, though. Me too. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, we will be back. Maybe not next week because we have to go see TBS next week. It'll be in New Jersey. We'll be in Jersey. Joyzy baby, maybe we can find Booker. I mean, if he's, he's probably in Iowa. If he's cool, he's going to that that TBS show. He's probably in Iowa. Um, I'm gonna. I was gonna read a Marianne tweet. I don't know if we read it or not. Okay. I just picked a random one. So. I'm gonna yell at you if we read it. Ah, uh, well, it's not good. I I just picked a random one. Okay. Anytime. Any of us move from fear to love. We participate in the morphic field out of which will emerge new possibilities for life on Earth. What? <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.